Hello and welcome to another episode of the Arsenal Editor Podcast. It's been a very up and down week. Uh, it started very down um, after losing. Or so I, well, sorry, no, we've, it felt like a loss drawing to Slavia Prague. Um, it's only half time, of course. And then we beat the mighty Sheffield United 3-0 last night. So quite frankly, we are on top of the world at the moment, aren't we, Gus? What, they're a great outfit and I thought we, we put them to the sword. It was a, it was a phenomenal showing against a really good team. I mean, absolutely dismantled them. I mean, are they yeah. are they pushing for Champions League places? Or are they? Mm. Um, oh, I had to check if they were potentially going to get less points than Derby in that whatever season it was, 2008. They're not, so they're better than them. They're not the worst Premier League team of all sort. Of, all oh, they're time, not? But they're... Right. No. Are they the best? But they're quite... Uh, it's really hard to define best, isn't it? Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably, I would define it by one of the most Premier League titles, in which case, no. Okay. In terms of giving the people what they want, I'd say they're right up there. By the yeah. people, I mean Arsenal fans, and by what we want, losing I mean, to Arsenal. They're my second favourite favorite Premier League club at the moment. I think that's, that's what we can 100%. say about them. Yeah, I mean, look, everybody very kindly sent in some um, three-word summaries. Okay, in fairness, I actually forgot to send the post to ask for the three-word summaries. And so I only posted it about an hour ago and it's now Monday night and we're going to release this tomorrow. Um, and that's the same with the questions. So we haven't got a crazy amount of questions um, to go through. We've got some really good ones. And quite frankly, guys, and I know and I really appreciate that I did this quite last minute, but the uh, the three-word summaries weren't that funny. you know. And, and if you do listen to the podcast and you do submit them, I would really appreciate it if you really push the boundary after Slavia Prague. I mean, obviously... If we win, I'm sure it'll be a lot more fun. When? When um, we win. When when we win. When we win. Sorry. But you know, I mean there's some there's some very, very informative ones, but we're looking for for maybe the extra spice, you know, and we normally yeah. get it. Um, you know, if we're just running through some some now, like Billy Mumford says it's uh, it's only Sheffield. I mean, yeah, fair enough, you know, and uh what else? Actually, I, I did get one interesting one. This is Sam Harris uh, XN said, check your DMs, bro. I have checked my DMs. Turns out Sam's got a business opportunity for me, which is all very exciting. I'll get back to you, Sam. Uh, any from you, oh, Gus? Also, Sam, that's four words. Uh, also, uh, there was another long one. Yeah, an emoji as well. The, the na- the, yeah, the name is even longer. So I can't read that, but it's quality, precision, and timeliness in finishing. Hashtag yeah. Europa League. That's way more than three words. I mean, we're uh, resorting to saying common, these now. Yeah, but quite a common theme was basically along Willian. So uh, AJ Manning says, don't play Willian. Surely Shreya says Martinelli over Willian. Um, Martinelli must start by Sam D. Can't. Um, Martinelli on fire. But to be fair, this guy's probably biased because his name is Martinelli. Martinelli. <laughs> yeah. Um, he might be his brother. So, uh, or him. Uh, if I was him. Martinelli, I, w- I wouldn't have my user, my handle as Martinelli. No, that's true. I mean, it's wise. I mean, he does have his own Instagram, but of course that was hacked recently. So I can only imagine that, yeah. um, that this is the reason. I mean, look, to be fair to Sam, who's also not only does he have a business opportunity for me, but he also left a three-word summary saying, good confidence builder, which I think is true. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, well, it was a good confidence builder and it was a it was an enjoyable game and it was... An unexpectedly enjoyable game, I suppose. I was I was quite nervous of that that said confidence level going into this game. Um, but of course, then then the lineup came out and everybody was begging and begging for Martinelli to start, uh, and he did. But what 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 did you think about the lineup? Um, uh, I liked it, but I did not expect us to line up in that way. When I saw the team sheet, I was immediately thinking that um, Saka would be a left-back, which, of course, he wasn't. Um, other, other than that, I quite liked it. I wasn't sure if Martinelli might start centre-forward. Uh, I was glad not to see William. Um, I like watching Pepe, even though he blows hot and cold. Like everyone else, I wanted to see Martinelli. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was, it was 
similar to what I expected. I thought we would rotate quite heavily, but yeah, I just didn't see Xhaka playing at left back. Um, how about you? Yeah, I mean exactly the same. I, I I didn't see it happening. When you when you when you read that team sheet, um, immediately your thought is right. Sabios is playing centre attacking midfield. I guess that fits. Um, although not something I necessarily agree with or want to happen. You see that that would happen, and then Saka is the natural left back in that. I would, the last thing I expected was to see Granite Xhaka left back. And to be fair, he spends a lot of time there when we're attacking. To an extent, he kind of drops into that area. I guess kind of hovers around yeah. the back line like that, but. Oh, it's the last thing I expected, but it tastes for me. It tastes incredible that that Saka started at centre attack midfield. Because I don't know if you saw, but on the Instagram, on the Arsenal Twitter Instagram, oh god, oh, hook it he to my veins, it. hook it to <laughs> my veins. I literally posted two hours before kickoff. For those of you that don't know too much about when lineups are released, that is an hour before the lineups are released, saying I'd play Saka at centre attacking midfield today without Odegaard or ESR available. What do you think? What do you think? I think it's great. I think I'm a genius. I think it should be at least assistant manager, but I'm Arteta in, so I don't want to be manager. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I quite like Arteta to stay, but yeah, if you mm. were an assistant, I'd be all for that. What was mm. the general consensus from Instagram? Do most people agree? Uh, it's a good point. We've got 25 comments under it, so let's have a little read. I mean, Saka, Cam, Martinelli, left, Pepe, right, Lacker up top. This guy got it in one. This guy got it in <laughs> one. I mean, that? George, but he's cleverly put, instead of an E, uh, when you would normally spell George, he's put X, so it's pretty cool. George.C. Yeah. Um, so, and someone someone said Flip Rybark said, um, no, keep him rested for Thursday, which I wouldn't be, wouldn't have been against, to, to, to be honest, as well. I mean, but where do you sit on the kind of, you know, moving on from that, I guess, wanting to, wanting to have rested players? I guess hindsight is a wonderful thing because although it didn't necessarily feel like it during the game, we've actually come out of it quite unscathed. Um, mm. But had I, I was, Saka I, I, and Martinelli... Mm, go on. I always feel you're a bit damned if you do, damned if you don't, aren't you? If you're, if you're um, Mikel Arteta... If you rest everyone and you don't win, everyone crucifies you for not playing a proper team. But if you play anyone and they get injured, you risk getting um, criticism for playing your best players in a game that's potentially not that important. So I, I, I knew we would rotate some players and a lot of them were really obvious, you know, like... Um, hopefully either Smith-Rowe or um, Odegaard or both can start on Thursday. Um I was like, okay, that's clearly going to mean Pepe can play. I was convinced Martinelli would start just because of, mm. you know, Williams being poor. There's two injuries out wide. Um, Aubameyang's not going to play out there or, or during the week. Um, so I was quite for having a couple of players mm. uh, still playing. I was surprised that Xhaka and Party played. Yeah, I think it showed uh, the uh, intent, really. I mean, particularly with um, Villa... And Spurs dropping points. I mean, and but also at the same time, Leeds getting three points against City. I mean, it just it really emphasised the need to really win. I mean, I, I know we need to win every game, but it, considering we're deprioritising to an extent the Premier League, it, it, it did show a statement. And maybe that's something that goes along the lines that he was saying that you can't really start youth or like all the youth, you do need to have oh, some experienced players in there. You can't. And fair play. I mean, it, uh, yeah. I, and the other thing about the, the lineup actually as well, which I thought was interesting, was the inclusion of Marie, um, who I thought had a really good game. And I mean, I know that Sheffield United, as we've decided, aren't the best team ever in the Premier League. Um, but I thought he had a really calm, um, a really calming influence. Yeah, it just it's, it annoys it not annoys me. It's just unfortunate that both Marie and Gabriel left footed. So I'd say they're mm -hmm. our best two two left um, two centre backs. So I think because Marie played today, it's almost certain that um, Gabriel will start on Thursday. Mm -hmm. It's just who partners him. I assume it'd be holding because um, Luis is be. injured, isn't he? Mm. Um, but yeah, just looking at. You know, you're saying you probably prioritised the Europa League, which I, I'd agree with. But we're ninth. We're four mm. points off Tottenham. And they've got a hard run in. Yeah. So we've only got Chelsea and, well, I suppose Everton that's quite hard. I'd, I'd fancy us yeah. against Everton with a the, with the proper squad. Yeah. Um, yeah, Everton have got two games in hand. Yeah, that's um, annoying. But they're only two points ahead of us. It is really close. Like... 
Mm. Yeah, that that chasing pack from from eleventh up to seventh. There's five points separating them. Yeah, with uh, a good run in, I think we can put a string of games together. I think anything can happen. I mean, <coughs> what do we need? Seventh, really? Would we decide on the last podcast, or do you think it would be sixth? I mean, who's? No, it's the FA Cup, isn't it? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know who's still in the Africa. I can't be bothered to look that up, to be honest. But nah. um, I reckon I reckon seventh would do it. But mm. does it, it's kind of irrelevant because we're going to win the Europa League anyway. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, well, actually, on that note, um, and we should probably start getting into the Sheffield United game a bit more. So we'll do that after this. But here's one for you. Since Mikel Arteta arrived, Arsenal have not lost a game against anyone, uh, any football team with uh, entitled United. So Sheffield United, Newcastle United, what a, what Manchester United. So coming up to the final, that fills me with more confidence than I think I've ever had about a football game in my life. Should we get there? There's no Ajax United though, is it? That's that's annoying. Mm. Well, I don't know what the translation is for FC, um, <laughs> <laughs> FC Ajax, but it might well be United. <laughs> I, hope, I hope it is. Mm. And I only know a little bit of Dutch. Um, None of which I can actually say uh, on a podcast, um, which is quite disappointing, I imagine. But if you, if you do want to know, then please DM the Instagram and I'll send a voice note <laughs> to you. Um, but I'll, I'll say it in Dutch, but I won't translate it. This is Neuken in the Gurken up to Gurken Tafel. So if you can. <laughs> um, I'm laughing. I don't know what that means. It just sounds <laughs> funny. Yeah. And there's another one that says, uh, <laughs> Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, translate that at your own will. Let's move on. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, So, I mean, let's just go through the goals. I mean, I think that's really all that's necessary in this game. And I just don't think really think that much else happened, particularly in the first half, I guess, that that was worth talking about. I I don't think they had any real chances, a couple of shots on goal. I thought, um, yeah, I mean, mean, that goal was, uh, the first goal was, was, Probably about as good as it gets. It was liquid football. There's no other way to describe that. Mm. Um, Danny Sabas was involved. I thought he's been poor recently, but he had uh, he tried a lot of flicks. He did. And that a lot really of them came worked. off. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was another one too, Lacazette. I think in a build-up. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was re- really good as well. I mean, look, he it's it's uh, he had a good game. Um, a really good game and he really needed one because he's not a player that I've uh, had a lot of confidence in recently and he hasn't he hasn't been playing well in 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 too long to be honest and uh, he still hasn't done enough to convince me that I want to I would pay for him no like he always tries to um, tries to trick you but mm. he, he is not consistent but then he'll have one really good game you think mm, maybe mm. maybe he is really good maybe he'll do this the fact he's been here two years and yeah. those performances have been few and far between, and usually against quite bad teams. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I hope he. Like, I hope he stays playing well to the end of the season. Yeah, that because be nice, it benefits really. us. But um, it's not going to make me change my mind on what I what I thought a week ago of like I, I don't think he's good enough. No, he's very good at convincing me he's a good player for a bit. I think he, he's got all the attributes to be a good player. I mean, he's hungry. He's very good, good touch. He looks good on the ball, um, you know, good energy, but he, he just seems to, to just do the wrong thing at the wrong time too often. So um, it's a no from me. Yeah, it's also a no from me. Lovely. Oh, I'm glad we're in agreement. Um, yeah. Yeah, but 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 good goal. So good flick. Really good goal. I really I mean, enjoyed that, that. From start to finish. I mean, it just, <laughs> it kind of reminded me of the goal against West Brom, where Saka and Smith throw and, and like oh, I said, again, we're involved. Oh, it was very good. And get and actually, my veins. Get it, hook it up. <laughs> but actually, it was weird because I actually texted the WhatsApp group this week. Um, and I said, after Lacazette missed that chance, uh, it, uh, obviously emotions riding high. I was pretty, pretty upset. But I was actually almost in analytical mode as well. And I said, genuinely, when was the last time Lacazette scored a one-on-one? Right, I I, I, I couldn't think of one. I couldn't I couldn't think of one because he's so good at many other things, and I just thought like, why is that a, a black mark to his name? And maybe we're misremembering, and that could well be a factor, um, particularly like sort of recency bias. But and then I was like, maybe that's just not his thing. Maybe we can't do it. And then he just goes and does two in one game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
you know. Yeah, and, the first uh, one was entirely finished. The second one was a really good finish. Yeah, like so much conviction. He was very yeah. confident at that point. He just yeah. absolutely leathered it. Yeah. Um, and in the bottom corner, and yeah, he, he needed that, I think. And um, that ball from Partey was that the second goal? That's yes, the it third was. Yes. Goal. Uh, that was the third was goal. It? Oh, this is bad. We can't remember. Anyway, Martinelli scored the. Yeah, I'm gonna have to have a look now. I can't believe that. It's been it's been a day, you know. It's been a day. (laughs) With this is the thing, guys. When you score so many goals, it really rolls into (laughs) one, doesn't it? (laughs) When you win this often, they all blur into one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can't remember the order. Mm. But we could just go for sorry. Okay, same. yeah, you're right. It was the thirds, but but okay. okay. So let's go for that goal anyway because it was Lacazette's second, which is what we meant, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, but that I mean the party shimmy. It was I actually watched that from the reverse angle. Angle, sorry, and um, you can see that it is the second party gets half a yard by that wonderful little shimmy with those sexy little hips, right? Yeah. Lacazette turns on the run. Bosh. Yeah. Like curved his run. You love to see it. You do. And it's something we haven't seen enough from him. And actually something that we didn't, that we were um, upset that he wasn't doing against Slavia Prague. And maybe that's just been hammered home to him. I don't know. But, you know, I think in, and when you're looking to pick a team for next week, which I'm sure we'll go into later, showing that he can do that. And he did this that week. twice. This, this week. week. Sorry. This week. Oh God, what day is it? Monday. Yeah. Bloody hell. Pubs are open. Hey. Um, so, so yeah, I, I I think he's shown that I mean on two occasions in the same game that he can run in behind and time his run and you know so very interesting selection. Uh, but I think I think Bammers will play on Thursday, provided mm. he's uh, he's got better from the flu. We're mm. um, seeing the that is the um, the only case of flu in the UK this year. <laughs> Have you seen that? Because there was a news. That. I yeah. did think that where like because of coronavirus, no one has got the flu. Yeah, I'm hoping it's more of just lost in translation, meaning mm, he's a bit ill, uh, rather than you know the case of Meza Ozil and his bad back. Oh gosh, yeah, it's a recurring it. problem. So well, I hope it's not bad that back at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> which is why I've been skipping work. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you're my boss, and you're listening. <laughs> no, um, yeah. I actually and and look, Gus. I live in London, and I had a cold that I would wouldn't. It was borderline flu, but it wasn't flu. Obviously, man flu at best for the last two and a half weeks, right? And I'm not saying I passed it to him, but I'm in London, and maybe there's something going around, Gus. You know, we 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 know there's something else going around. We don't need to be reminded of it. Um, but but I, I, there was conspiracy theories going around that, that that it um you know that it wasn't real, and I was like, well. It is, isn't it? You know, I, I just don't. It could, it could well be like Granite Jacker was ill last yeah. week, and yeah. nobody questioned that at all. <laughs> it's just because there's other uh, stuff going on with him, but it's it's just but, uh, yeah, it's easy to yeah. Um, I can't be bothered with conspiracy theories. To be honest, I'm just going to believe he was ill. He'll play on Thursday, banging a few goals. We'll be in the semi final. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean. <laughs> Um, I, I can see it happening. I can see it happening. But I think it would be it's gonna be harsh on Lacazette if he doesn't get in the team on on Thursday. Yeah. It's just it, he's just been banging in goals. Like, and that's kind of all you can ask a player to do. I mean but yeah, but I mean maybe the setup if we're gonna learn any lesson any lesson from last week is that that we can run in behind them and Abamyang is better at it no matter how good Lacazette played this week doing that. So um already what about the other one then? Um, so Pepe shot Martinelli, slots it away. Every single Arsenal fan in the world crying because they're so proud. Uh, I thought, I thought. Um, sorry, I was just looking up uh, goals. Who who scored the most goals for Arsenal season? It is Lacazette mm. uh, by one, but he's played four more games, so he, he does score at a lower rate than. Aubameyang. Anyway, um, I thought Pepe did really well in that that move, and I, yeah. I really like it when he's direct. Um, and he does blow hot and cold. I don't think he is the kind of player who's ever going to be really consistent. It's weird because he does some things that look just unbelievably difficult. Mm. He, he does them so well, and then other things he just manages to mess up with. Yeah, so often. But in that situation, I thought. Um, it was similar to um, 
Martinelli's chance on the other side where the commentators were like, if he shoots across goal there, there's four players in the box and it could ping out to any of them. And Pepe yeah. obviously managed to cut inside on his left foot. It was a good, it was a good shot. I'm not sure how much more the keeper could have done. Um, and Martinelli, yeah, it was a pretty easy finish. But yeah, obviously everyone's happy for him because he's he's like I didn't realise his last goal was that goal against Chelsea like 14 mm. months ago. I didn't yeah, realise yeah. it'd been that long. Well, I mean, yes, uh, I, I and my housemate mentioned that. I was like, I can't believe it. And I was like, yeah, but he was injured for with a serious injury for most of that. And well, twice, actually, he was injured. Yeah. And, um, you know, the flip side of that is that he's been sort of playing on the left when he really gets his goals through the middle. Um, and he hasn't, he's only been coming on as cameos. So, yeah, I mean, there, obviously there's caveats. There's, there's sort of mitigating factors there. Um, but it was just so good to see him back. I mean, he really does bring an energy. He's so just his raw talent is is just like out of this world. And I don't know, but he's just it's just so refreshing. And you know, it just shows you that when you're playing Lacazette up top, you, you can't play someone like William with no energy, has no desire to get him uh. behind. And no, it's just it's mental. And you need three energetic, creative players behind. And that's just what like that's how Lacazette's going to be playing the best and that's how everyone else is going to be playing the best and it's just it's just makes so so much sense and I will I will the things I would do to anyone and anything if Willian starts on Thursday particularly yeah. after the demonstration today of Martinelli I mean Pepe on the left Saka I mean, I mean whatever you know um Willian came on yeah he touched the ball six times in 15 minutes brilliant Oh, six, um, six, six too many times. I think, yeah. <laughs> you know how we just both said we can't be bothered with conspiracy theories. Oh, here we go. Do you think that there's some kind of like financial incentive or other reason why William is playing so much? Because his agent is the same. Oh, I can't remember mm. his name. Some, yeah, some rogue guy. <laughs> and yeah, he's I... always at Arsenal. I don't like him one bit. I'm gonna look it up now. Um, uh, yeah, because he's involved do you think in there other is, deals. Aren't... Do you think there is uh, any kind of other reason why he's playing so much? I mean, there's building a narrative to sink to to, to to for the sake of building a narrative um, and to put uh, to, to, that forms like a conspiracy theory sometimes. But this is this is crazy. This is crazy. I mean, there's two there's two options. I mean, either Kia Jurabshin, Kia yeah, fucking Jurabshin, Kia bloody Kia. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, maybe there's, maybe he's got like a nude of Arteta that he sent to somebody, and he's just holding it. I, that's more likely, I think. I don't know, but there isn't usually a financial incentive. Well, there's usually a financial incentive as a player to play more, but definitely not for the club. Like the club wouldn't be paid more if he plays more, no. would he? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I I generally think there's something going on there because it makes no sense to me that he's he's playing this often. The only th- rational thing I can think of is that Arteta and Edu have that's one of their only signings really, mm. and they're so invested in that they're like we've just got to make this work. So we're just going to keep playing him till it work does work. I mean, what's the alternative just other than cut, not cut playing? Him. <laughs> yeah. But then what, what is that? Yeah, but what like. They're sitting here, and it's the same with Aubameyang in a lot of sense, in a lot of ways. But, you know, obviously Aubameyang's way better, but um, you've got you've given a three-year lucrative lucrative contract to a bloody eighty-four-year-old. You, it's, you've you've made your bed, and I just wonder if they feel like they've got to lay in it, so to speak. Yeah, that is how the saying goes. That is how the saying goes. Um, yeah, I'm now picturing them all three of them spooning in a bed. Oh. Um, that's not great. Let's move on. It's a conspiracy yeah. theory we don't need to dive into. Um, uh, yeah, so, so, but anyway, but yeah, look, great to see Martinelli back. I think he, like, there's things of his game that clearly need to be sharpened up. Um, his technical security, maybe, at times, and it's just pure energy, um, which which is really good, um, but also, you know, can maybe be tapered down to to be... Used better. Yeah, used better, but... Uh, but I, he, he does far more on the left uh, than Abamyang or Willian yeah. combined. Like yeah. I, the Emil Smith Rowe, brilliant. I got yeah. I, I, maybe it's just ahead of Martinelli. I think at this stage on the left, I think. Even, but you even can make... Pepe or Saka, like if they were playing in front of him, I would get it. But I just mm. don't understand this, this other 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think you make a good point of when, um, if Lacazette plays, you have to play, uh, you know, really at least one of Pepe or Martinelli because he drops, he drops deep and he tries to link the play, which is not a Mm. criticism, but it means that if you've got two other players, you do the same, like William and Mm. Odegaard or Smith Rowe or whoever, who don't run beyond the striker, it means the pitch just gets so condensed. So he does offer something, something a bit different. But you get the thing is with what well, I'm trying to rationalize why he would start Willian, right? So if you've got Lacazette, Willian, whilst he doesn't create or get in behind, he gives you a technical level of security mm. that someone like Pepe so doesn't have. Boring. Oh, it's so boring. <laughs> you don't, but like, so if you're playing, I mean, it's just nothing from, from him, basically. You've got someone who'll keep the ball and keep it moving, and that's just not someone you want in an attacking position. I, um, so you need either around him a fast striker. Oh, do you know what? I'm not even going to get into how you can build a team around William. That's just an absolute joke. <laughs> no, no, I don't I, want yeah, to. Yeah, let's leave yeah, that. Let's yeah. just leave that. But um, um, alrighty. Look, well, that's that's the Sheffield United game. Look, I'm I'm feeling pretty positive. Um, go, I mean, I think we needed that as a stepping stone going into next week. I, I think it makes a, a big difference. Whoever put the comment of um. Uh, good, com- good uh, confidence booster or whatever mm. it was. I think that's that's bang on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we're very, very much needed, and I'm feeling a lot better going into next week. Um, um, I was told because I was actually on the Daily Canon podcast, and Stephen, who hosts oh. that, uh, yeah, little cheeky plug um, for someone else. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd get no money from that. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> What was I say? Uh, yeah, he he threw out a stat uh, right at the end, um, which was very depressing. So Slavia Prague haven't lost at home all season in any competition. Uh, that's fine. We don't need to win. Draw yeah, two all. We're through. Two, three, three, four, four. But the Done. possibilities are literally endless. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, they well, they end yeah. at one one. No, no. For for us to go through, like oh, we yeah, could we be, could draw yeah. on literally any other score than one all or no no infinity yeah and 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 we'll go through so i'm not the like the likelihood of that happening that Mm. you know how so many chances so many different combinations of score lines we could go through yeah we could well so if we if we scored 15 and they scored 15 would still go through yeah that'd be exciting i mean if you score 15 and you don't win you've got to be asking questions but Mm. i wouldn't complain a 15 all game sounds exciting it does. Well, Mustafi would be involved, I'm sure. Um, uh, okay, well, who's your man of the match? Yeah, I found this really difficult to think of, but um, I really enjoyed Thomas Party. I thought Thomas he Partey? was woeful. I thought he was so bad against uh, Slavia Prague. And then um, just everything he did, um, yeah. I just really enjoyed. But they're like... I, I don't. I couldn't give it to any of the back five because they just didn't really have anything to do. Yeah. But anyone forward of that, I thought, I thought played really well. It's a bios. Like I'm mm. not his biggest fan, but he played really well. But I thought that Party just linked the play so well. He and and you said it a couple of weeks ago how he beats the press. Um, like he can turn out really quickly, um, and 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 he just did it so often. So he was my man of the match. Yeah. And I think he needed that. And that's one of those t- players that I think um, it was one of those where shit, he could get injured. Well, you're yeah. right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, he's one of those players that he, he had, he got injured. We would have been cursing why we played against Sheffield United in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, but also we really needed him to give him confidence because he had a really poor game, I think on Thursday. So just give him that extra bit of confidence. Like I think a lot of players needed. So all in all, there was a few players that I was really happy with that as yeah. to why that happened. I think Saka included. I think Saka, who came close to being my man of the match, I think what was really good for him is that he's been playing... I don't want to say he's been playing badly because I don't think he has been, but I think he's just been playing slightly below his normal standards and maybe he's hit his wall. And I wonder if just playing him a slightly different position gave him something else to focus on and he's sort of coming out of it. He looks really good in centre. So he's a top. He's a top shagger. He will, he, he, like he's, <laughs> because it's basically, yeah, it's basically yeah, yeah. like, yeah, he, but he, he, he had gone for a bit of a, a flat patch and now he's, he's back yeah. at it, isn't he? 
at football. From his, de- his dead leg. Yeah, his, his yeah football, dead obviously. Oh, that scared me. I mean, so just to touch on that before I give my man of the match, it, like Saka and Martinelli need to stop going down like like it's a serious injury. Yeah. It scares yeah, the shit out of me. Yeah, it scares the shit out of everybody. It's the yeah. only thing that makes me cry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a real man. Yeah. <laughs> um, toxic masculinity is bad. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my man of the match was uh, Lacazette. I, look, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Party yeah, was brilliant. Sabios was brilliant. Saka was great. I thought, you know, all of the above. Martinelli was, was really good. Um, but I don't know. There was just something that the way he reacted more than more than anybody else compared to this yeah. this week. The drive, the determination, he, he, he the sharpness. Had a poor game on Thursday. He did. Well, didn't he? he did. He wasn't the only really one, but poor. he did have a poor no, game. No, no. But yeah, he, he, no. He was up there with the and he, he yeah. To be fair, he coming back to me, particularly with the one on one, like. And he and he had a lot of time to think on that second one on one, and uh, I and hate that's those where, ones. Oh god, I, I, I hate to be that person in that situation. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, my match, man, of the match goes to your boy yeah. Laka. So he would be my he would be my second choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, okay. Have you got a dick of the day? I do. Okay. Do you, do you? go first? <laughs> do, yeah. <laughs> I'll go first. Um, so do you remember a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about uh, Callum Chambers and you said you accurately, like two minutes before it happened, he kept on floating in those crosses. And you're like, what yeah. he needs to do is drill on it. So I turned on BT Sport and then it like builds up to the game and it's live and then uh, goes nice. over to the commentary and it's fucking Steve McManaman. I can't stand him. Like, I, I think I'm like uh. conditioned now. No matter what he says, I'll hate it, even if it's, it's sensible. So within the first minute, he was like, uh, Arsenal lining up, looks like Granite Xhaka's at left back. And I was like, you're, you, if you watched Arsenal ever, <laughs> you would know that he is not going to play left back. He just, ha- he goes there when we have the ball. And then about two minutes in, I was like, I, Saka's not very left for being like, <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah for my uh, and both my uh, housemates were there and they were like are you sure that Steve McManam is wrong because it looks quite left backy <laughs> so yeah I've got to just keep it to myself of left back <laughs> <laughs> he's left and back <laughs> it could well be I mean yeah yeah I mean look I, I thought you were going to dive into some Steve McManaman there, and I've got two votes for, Man of the, for Dick of the Day, and, and both are Steve McManaman. <laughs> oh, good. But, yeah, let's give it him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so if, that, if that makes you feel a bit better. 100%, um, yeah. But, I, but just because just I gave my probably gave myself a man of the match because of how well I called the Callum Chambers thing, yeah. um, I'm going to have to, yeah, I think Dick, you probably are oh, Dick of the Day, no matter what I say. But I mean, there's two. I mean, uh, there's one that I'm definitely giving. Steve uh, McManaman man of the match for well the third one in third place would be the incessant use of the word Fletch um, oh, when he's speaking to Darren Fletcher so annoying. it's like come Everything on mate he, he must do it deliberately yeah <laughs> but um, yeah another one he said is is um, uh, when when they scored that really good goal and it's like he was like, ah, oh, Arsene Wenger will be sipping on his wine and raising his glass somewhere. It's like, have a day off, mate. Come on. <laughs> um, this is this is an Arteta ball. Let's not have that. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, but um, but hey, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he did. But that wasn't the, the one. The one was, which I'll read out now, he says, um, you know, when, when, when Sheffield United were bottom of the league and who had... You do the accent, by the way, do you reckon? Uh, uh, yeah, can yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll do it without uh, being too insensitive. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so, 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 Sheffield United at the bottom of the league, one of the worst points totals in Premier League history. And Steve McManaman, when they're 3 0 down, goes, Very unlike Sheffield United this performance. Seven of the last eight. <laughs> Yeah. That, was that was actually really good. I know we do a yeah. lot of bad impressions on here, but that was a really good one. We do, we do. Thank you. I, I'm very good at doing an impression myself as a reaction to that. And do you want to hear it? Yeah. Shut up. That was uncanny. It's a bit disappointing that I've be, I've beaten Steve McManaman to Dick of the Day, but he did get he get to get at two mentions. So yeah, fair. No, no, three if you count the Fletch. But no, that's oh, yeah, that's all yeah. yours. Um, all right, well, that's, that was fun. Um, 
so uh, this is a very silly one today. Maybe that's what happens when we when we win three 0 Um, let's let's move straight on to the questions. I can't be asked to do a, a break because nobody's paid us for any adverts yet. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're thinking about just doing you an wait, advert, mate. Just, just, just you wait. wait. Maybe this time guy, What's his name? He might have a business opportunity. He might have surely. a business. Yeah, Sam X or something. Yeah, yeah, I'll give him. I'll give him a shout. Um, okay. So Hab ninety two. I can only assume yeah. that Hab was born in nineteen ninety two, which is when you yeah. and I were both born, Gus. I was not born in 92. Oh, you're 91? <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you October? Yeah, I am. Okay. You right. are August, I remember, because oh. the, uh, the, the cricket match every year. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we're oh, done. Another, we're another podcast for another day. <laughs> uh, have 92, great age. Um, says, <laughs> great, one of my favourites, actually. <laughs> it's very good. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, for... <laughs> Oh, I'll go. I'll, go. I'll read it because totally clearly can't. Have ninety two says four in and four out in the summer. Dot 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 go. And that's almost like I had read his mind because I've got a spreadsheet here that I'm about to share with Toby that he's not seen before. I cannot share, wait for this. Share, share my screen for the, for the listeners' benefit. <laughs> I mean, you can probably see this if you're looking at our Instagram or YouTube. Okay, um, Gus has been talking about this all day. Oh, I'm gone, man. I'm gone. Um, Gus has been talking about this spreadsheet all day. This is the first time I've seen it. It's a quiet day. Very, very quiet day. Why is there Bitcoin and yen in Japanese yen? What has you been doing, Gus? Well, it's, it's Big Has his wheeling dealing spreadsheet. So it's, uh, it's just like, oh, it's a bit of a. Well, I started seriously and I was going to oh, I'll go through it in a minute. But obviously, you can't really mention. Um, Harry Redknapp without uh with, with, with sorry with um mentioned the transfer window without thinking of Harry Redknapp in his car so I, I, thought, I thought that's that's how I'll I'll lay out the spreadsheet so I've got what I've done in seriousness is I've what I've gone through our squad with um <laughs> with uh <laughs> on transfer marks like I say, it was a it was a it was a quiet day at work, but then I've made a list of um of the players that I would sell, and I'd be interested to know if if Toby would sell the same. Mm. Then it's gone across and given us you know basically what we would need for the um for the uh, uh for the following season who we would need to buy. I'm just trying okay. to organise this so it does it properly. Yeah, so basically I- the player. Yeah, you yeah, I, just, just, I was just going to say that so this is relatively visual to an extent. So I think yeah. trying to talk it through, um, uh, I'm yeah, talk very it through briefly. as best you can. Yeah. yeah. So the, the players that I would sell, uh, I don't know if Toby would agree, but Renarsson, Mavapanos. Oh, Renarsson is world class, mate. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this next year's his year. No, I, okay. Yeah, let's be reasonable. Renarsson, Kalasanac, Nelson, Chambers, Willock, and Ketia, Bellerin, which I felt sad about, and Lacazette, which I also felt a bit sad about. But if we sold all of those players for what they're listed as on transfer marked, which I don't think we do because it says Lacazette's 31.5 million, and there's no way we'll get that for him. But that would give us 118 million pounds to spend. Okay on what I would deem we would need five players because we'd need a backup goalkeeper, we'd need another left back, we'd need another right back, another centre mid and another winger. Yeah. And then you just call Harry, say, can you yeah. get us some players in? We've got 23 million per player. If you've got 180 million spread across five players, like, let's That's let's pretty do good. It. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, sorry, I... I'm just looking at your your drop down menu here because you've got goalkeeper, left back, centre back, right back, centre mid, winger, centre this forward. One. Yeah, yeah. Is, so these are the players, players that you think we need. No, so this is the this one is basically oh, if we sold those yeah. players that I've listed on the left, so the mm. ones I just mentioned, this would be what we would have left. So we'd have two goalkeepers, okay. one left back, five centre backs, etc. So from that, I've been like, okay, well, we don't need any more centre backs because we've got five, but we've only got, got two goalkeepers. So we need another one. We need another left back, right back, centre mid and winger. Okay, right. I've got you. So that, right, so there, that's how you come to the conclusion that we need five more players. One thing I would yeah. actually add in there, I would just, dis- personally, I would distinguish, distinguish 
the difference between a centre mid and a centre attacking midfielder. Because I, I was do... going to do this, yeah, mm. but then it, uh, I, I actually had to do some work at work, so then I didn't. <laughs> it to doesn't that. look like it at all. <laughs> I just add, it doesn't. To add one more column wouldn't have been absolutely outrageous, to be honest, mate. Considering what you've done, although it does yeah. go very well with the picture, I, I think, um, uh, I, I, I do agree. I think we need a left back. Um, as cover for Kieran Tierney, you know, once he's injured, I think we need a good one. Right back, now that Bellerin's going, I'd like to see what Chambers is doing, but I think Do you, do you think Bellerin one... will go? Because this is based on no information. Like, this is not like, oh, this is no, what's no, happening. I, I think he will. I, I really think okay. he will. I, I think he's, his, his time is coming to kind of a, quite a natural end, it, it seems. And I'm genuinely, yeah. I was discussing this on, on the podcast yesterday, I'm, I'm really upset about it. I'm not even disappointed. I'm actually upset. I just... It, it, he's been so good for us. He's an Arsenal man through and through. He's come up through the ranks, you know, having covered Barcelona originally. And um, he, we saw the best of him. He was in the Premier League play team of the year when he was very young. And that injury's really set him back. And he really has has cost us a lot of, lot of goals. And defensively, he's looked genuinely really weak at times. And it's it, I just can't see it coming back. He, I, I don't want to, you know, speak down about the guy, but he just doesn't look like an athlete anymore. He just doesn't, he Ooh, looks like he's got almost like, it, he just looks like he's uncomfortable running. He looks, I don't know. There's just something about him that just, oh, it's just sad. Um, I, so I'd I think agree he's with nowhere near as good. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, and the, the only caveat there is like, you could hang on to Callum Chambers and then you would have two right backs. But then I would feel like if you've, if your two right backs are um, Suarez and Chambers, yeah. like, it's not, I, I like both of them, but it's not that inspiring compared to, you know, you've got Tierney on the other side. Yeah. And then hopefully you get in a young kind of understudy to Tier, Tierney, that that would be really exciting. Whereas the other side is a bit, meh. Mm. Nah. Uh, can I, uh, you're selling Chambers, sorry. I was just checking about the right back situation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I don't think I would, you know. Yeah. But then, yeah, fair. Just over, I'd maybe sell Cedric, but we're not going to do that because he's got a big contract. So yeah, maybe, maybe. I wouldn't be against it. Um, but you know, look, I think Katia has gone. Uh, who are you classing as wingers? Um, on what, who we've got left? Uh, yeah. So I've put, um, you could see the handy fourth column. Um, but I've put oh, yes. down Saka, Pepe and William would be our three wingers. Yeah. Um, obviously Martinelli could play there, but if, if we got rid of Nketia and, um, Lacazette, it would mean we only really have. I've, I've put Balogun in here just because he's verging on signing a new contract, apparently. So yeah. that would leave us with strikers of um, Ober, Martinelli and, and Balogun. There's a good chance that if Balogun mm. does sign a contract, he might end up out on loan anyway. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm I very interested about the fact that you've classed um, Martinelli as a centre-forward because that's exactly where I see him. Um, one yeah. thing, so I've, I've, I have been thinking about this as well, and I, I'm... I hope Lacazette doesn't leave, but I think he might do. And let's just play out this scenario whereby he does. Um, we've got Aubameyang, we've got Martinelli, we've got Balogun. My issue there is on a very obvious one, and that is just the sheer difference of age. I mean, we've got a very experienced, mm. but aging, very, you know, Aubameyang's not going to get any faster. He's not going to get any sharper. Um, and that's no, that's no, you know, disrespect to him. He's been a fantastic player for us. He's just getting on a bit. And, but then we've got two players in Balogun and, and, and Martinelli who are unfinished. Um, yeah, I, that concerns me as well. The, the only other thing there is obviously you've got a maximum profit of 118 million. Mm. Uh, I've just looked up on Bappe's value. It's 144 million. Well, so Stan, our Stan. Seven, Stan, mm. or Harry. Get Harry Redknapp involved. Harry, he could yeah, he'll do it. 25 mil off the price, couldn't he? Yeah. Well, um, let's get, let's get back to the question then. I mean, firstly, <laughs> um, I think Mbappe and Bappe is coming on a free, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. Happy, um, happy days. Okay, so four in, four out. Oops. Um, I. Okay, so the four out. Let's do first. Um, I would say Bellerin. I would say Enketia. Yeah. I would say Willock. Yeah. Um, Surely Reese Nelson. Surely. He's well, not paid. I, He's not, but I, I I would like to see him go out on loan. I wouldn't. Does that count? Because are, are we talking about sold? Yes, talk about sold. So Nelson doesn't. So count I, if he's I'd like. On loan. Yeah, I'd like Nelson to go on loan. Um. Yeah. 
I'm looking at your I list think here. Because if you look here, this is the, the amount of years they've got left on their contract. Right. And I think anyone with a one is likely to go. Yeah. Because I think their contract would have been renewed. So so for the people who can't see that, that is Lacazette and Ketia, Chambers and Kalasanach have all got one year left on their current deal. So if they don't renew mm. it, then you know you let them go for free next year. For argument's sake, I think we're going to do that with Lacazette. You I think, think we're going to let him run down his contract. Okay, fair. I mean, purely because of the situation we're talking about in terms of age. I mean, I mean, I don't know that, obviously. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, okay, so uh, Bellerin, I would let go. And Ketia, yes. Willock, yes. Um, I think no matter how well Willock plays at Newcastle, I don't think his style of play is fitting into anywhere I can think of in the team. I think he's got quite a unique set of midfield abilities that don't quite fit into our or Arteta's vision. Um, yeah. And uh, and okay, I mean, let's 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 say Chambers then. I mean, look, realistically, one year left in his contract. I mean, he's not going to go down in value because of his yeah. nationality and his age. Um, he, I I'd largely agree with you. I think Lacazette will go though. Okay, okay. So should we say so Lacazette? Who, go on. Well, we can have different opinions. You can you can say your four, and I can have mine. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So for me, Bellerin and Ketia work. Oh, uh, I'm thinking sold here. Can I sell William? I mean, look, <laughs> you can't, yeah, this yeah, is not who, who you want to, it's who you think will go. Yeah, no. Okay. I mean, look, I, I, I think, I think Nelson probably will then, to be honest. I think okay. he probably will. I think Lacazette, Bellerin and Katia. Willock. Okay. I say Nelson's going to go out and line. Okay, alrighty. Um, so that leaves this positionally something very similar. So who yeah. who, who are we bringing in? Um, we definitely we definitely need a left back and a right back. Yeah, I'd like Van Arnholt. Mm-hmm. Good age, ish. Good good age. One of my good favorites. age. How, you how know, he? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> His name's been around <laughs> for a, a while. It's just a good one. <laughs> Let's check. I don't really know. I mean. Look, <laughs> I mean, that was a bit bold statement, not knowing. Um, let's have a look. I can't say. God, who? Do you 1990. Think, oh, oh, no, he's 30. It's not a great age. It's not a great so, age, to be honest. And Bappe's on a free. I was looking up earlier. He used to play for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our hours valued at 45 million. Or oh, mm. do you think we'll keep Odegaard? Because that would be one in. Yeah, well, if we can, oh well, look, Dream World Odegaard, but Hasimoua, from what I read, and I don't watch much um, of the French league, Lyon, Lyon, um, I I think he could operate more of, of an eight. So should we need to be more attacking than we've got Party, um, and or um, just sitting in that double pivot? Look, I, and this is going to be quite harsh, but I think there's two positions I would like to upgrade on. Um, and one we've already got covered because Saliba is coming back. I think with mm-hmm. Luis and Xhaka, they just they're very, very, very good players that just cost us too many points. They are they're all of their attributes points to the fact that they are very good. And when they are good, they're very good. But when they're not, we pay for we pay for those good times with the very f- annoyingly frequent bad times. And um, mm. whilst I would always play, and look, you can see now at the moment, offensively and defensively, we really miss Xhaka and Luis. Um, well, we did, sorry, when they were out and, and, and Louise still is. But um, so an upgrade on Louise coming in, Saliba, you know, young, fine. Uh, an upgrade on Xhaka, I wouldn't wouldn't go amiss for me. And I, so I, I say that with a heavy heart. Yeah, because I say that with a heavy heart because I like Xhaka. I think he gets a lot of stick. You can see where it comes from, but he's a better player than he gets credit for. And he's important to us. But I think a better player there would be good. Yeah. So your four would be left back, right back, centre mid, and where else? Uh, I think we've got enough wingers I, because mm. a couple of our, I think Martinelli could be classed as a winger. Um, yeah. I think a, well, it depends. We need Odegaard. So yeah, central attacking as well. Yeah. I'd be the same as you. Um, yeah. So what? Okay. 
I mean, let's put a name to those. I mean, if Odegaard comes in, okay, great. So let's call yeah. it Odegaard. Um, who, who's someone, someone came up with quite a good idea for a left back? I think it was Brighton player. Oh, Lamptey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's uh, very... I don't know. He'd probably be okay, but he, he's quite injury prone and very, oh. very offensive. Very offensive. Um, 16.2 mm. mil. Yeah, it'd be a Andy, good signing. It would be a good signing. He's English. Mm. I'm not xenophobic, but it is now much harder to buy European players. Mm. And Arsenal don't have a great, um, what's it called? Homegrown. Uh, like homegrown. So I, I think someone like that. Mm. Okay. So let's get let's get uh, Lamptey in. Well, there's 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 also back. Um, sorry, isn't no Lamptey is right back. You're right. Sorry, yeah, sorry, right I was thinking back, left yeah. back. So the, there's a right back flying around at the Inter Milan one. Hakamai is that his name? Um, Hak I M I Inter Milan. Google it. I can't remember how you spell it, but he's been um, yeah, he, he's been yeah, um, yeah. he's been linked to Arsenal quite heavily. I know Arsenal is super interesting. million. Yeah, it's a bit of a joke. I don't know if we can afford him, but let's see if we get if we get Champions League. Who knows? But yeah, it's got um, a contract. Uh, plays right midfield, apparently. Oh, he's a very attacking one then. Um, alrighty, look. Well, let's let's move on. We've lingered around that question for a while. It's a very good one. It's very interesting. And it's actually it's been not only been a good opportunity to check out the the wonderful spreadsheet that you've clearly spent a lot of time playing today, and I wouldn't wouldn't want to show your boss because clearly that means you haven't been doing work. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we've we've gone through the team and evaluate yeah. the squad pretty well. So, um, okay, so let's we've actually answered a few of the questions that we've got on here. Um, some of which we actually kind of asked last year as well. So, okay, so let's if Smith Rowe isn't fit for Thursday, what changes would you make to Sunday's lineup? So that's from Surely underscore Shreyas. That's a good question. I would play Saka at ten. Yeah, I play Pepe. I'd be very tempted to play the same front four. I would play exactly the same front four because I actually don't think Aubameyang would work as well with that three behind him. I agree. I think would Aubameyang works better with, you know, Smith Rowe, Odegaard, mm. William, maybe sort of like those players who don't run in behind as much. I think him and and Martinelli is just going to run into the mm. same space. So does this does this if is 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 this under the assumption that Erdegaard is fit? Uh no, I was saying I was assuming he wasn't. So okay. if Odegaard was fit, then I'll probably play Odegaard Tan, Saka right, mm. Pepe left. Yeah, Martin because there's a, off the bench. Martin off the bench. Because there's a, there's a there's a different balance there because Saka at 10 has more of an inclination to run in behind over Odegaard, yeah. more, far more so. So you still need somebody who's willing to do that um so i would play pepe i think on on the left i pepe on the left for me is is, is far better than on the right and i think he's good at, good at both very hot and cold but um okay um what okay well let's talk about i know he said that's about um martin no sorry that was about emil uh, smith Rowe being fit but what about at the back so what changes would you make would you keep marie <coughs> no okay because I thought Gabriel was probably the best player last Thursday. Yeah. I know it wasn't pick and match, but I wouldn't drop Gabriel. I keep Gabriel. I play holding has to play next to him. <sighs> Without Tierney, this makes me so sad. Um, but obviously, I play Bellerin at right back, and then you've got the option of Saka or Cedric at left back. Well, would I'd you probably be... play Cedric? Yeah, I think I think I would. But if you play Saka there, that does open that opens up a spot for Martinelli. If you play Saka at left back, would you play Granite there? Probably not. No, I think it's fine against a team where we know we're going to dominate the ball, and they don't press high, and he can kind of just be in that space anyway. But yeah. we saw that Slavia Prague do press quite high. He'll be under a lot of pressure. He's not particularly quick. I don't think it's a suitable game for him to play there, but 
Yeah, I think he's going to be more yeah, I, I tend to agree. I, I'd like to play him on the right wing, but I, I think he'd do a really good job on the left. And But that would make me more inclined to play Martinelli on the left and then Pepe on the yeah. right. Is that what you would? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I think Saka and Martinelli just look so good together wherever they are. And I think the closer and they can be together, the better. Yeah. And I, I'd, I'd say, you know, if Saka's playing left back, Jacka can drop into that space. So mm. it allows Saka to go further forward and then you've got a left footer and a right footer in the in you know the final third on that left hand side so whoever's playing the right mm. side of their defense can have quite a hard time um with you know Saka overlapping and Martinley cutting in so yeah that, that would be my uh, I think I personally think Cedric will probably play there because it's just a in theory a safer option I guess yeah um but yeah yeah I tend to tend to agree um so Already, um, I'm looking at the questions. Should we? Should we have one more? Yeah, there, there's a couple um, around uh, Arteta. So one is, how many seasons do you think Arteta will continue to be our manager? And the flip side of that, so that was uh, Charlie.jg and then Joseph underscore M underscore O four says hypothetically, if Arteta were to be sacked, who would be the best replacement? I assume it's got to be so, realistic. So I'd say Pep. Mm, <laughs> I, I, yes, yes, obviously. Um, so there's yeah a couple of things at play here. So firstly, I think Arteta is in here for the long haul. I think when I say long haul, at least two more seasons. I think he'll. I think pretty much no matter what happens in to to Arsenal from here on into the end of the season, he'll be here next season. Same. I think we'll have a relatively good season next season, and I think he'll be there the season after that. And that's when there'll be questions thrown around about his next move. And either how badly or how well he does, I think that'll dictate it. But one thing I think about Arteta is that I don't think he is, I think what's quite evident really is that he may not be the best manager at getting the best out of the players that he's got. He's a project manager. He needs to rip out, well, he's been to project, he's been tasked to do it. Um, but it's been quite evident that when he's got the players he wants, fit and available he can play a system that he likes he's got an unbelievable team but when he hasn't you know the last couple of weeks when he have had a few injuries have really shown he he does seem to struggle and he he seems to you know um he seems to play players out of position he seems to sort of abandon all of his philosophy he doesn't trust the players necessarily necessarily um so my point being i think he's a long-term manager and i think the border in on that i think they love him. I think the owners are in on that. They love him. I think the fans, to an extent, get that for the first time, that this is not really short-termism, but quite a long-term project we're looking at. So I think he'll be here for, for two more seasons after this. If he wasn't, who would you place him with? It's a good question because we do need a long-term manager. We, we, we don't really need someone with a quick fix. And I wonder if we still have some of those systemic issues that that we've had for such a long time. And if we had a really good manager, let's say Carlo Ancelotti would come in, he would, would he just get really frustrated and have the same problems? And we're looking at short termism again, and we have to revamp again. And how many new managers do we have to get to to end up at the same conclusion where we're at now, which is we need a long term plan. So we need somewhere that sticks around. So I, I quite I, like someone I, like a uh, Nangelsman, like the Leipzig guy. The Leipzig guy, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I. Th- I think someone with a bit of energy like that, with someone with new ideas, yeah, great. Um, yeah, I think someone who we know would stick around for a long time, basically, who we could offer something, who's got who's got enough of a reputation to earn him a big club because Arsenal still are a big club, but not enough that they'll get their heads turned immediately because there's a bigger paycheck or because there's Champions League on the horizon. So, yeah, I think I think exactly that guy. Nice. What about you? Wow. Well, I mentioned him because I quite like him, so it's a bit of a giveaway that he's mine. Or I never think it's particularly good when um, it's a bit ironic now because Arteta's our manager, but ex-players go back to their previous mm. club. I mean, ex-players is in like club legends like Lampard, Shearer. Yeah. Um, I mean, Henri. Like, oh, if he yeah, came that's back, what I was thinking I, 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 I love yeah. the guy, but I don't. I'd like yet. to see him on the coaching staff. I'd like to see him like maybe in the dugout as a assistant or a you know forwards coach or something. Yeah. Um 
I'm pretty sure Bergkamp will end up back here as something in those lines. He doesn't want to be a manager, but yeah, um, I thought it'd be such a risk. It was you to, like, what more can you like? He Henri can't really do anymore. Like, unless he wins, you know, the Premier League, Champions League. Like his legacy is so big. It's like it's a bit of a thankless task for him. Like, yeah, poison chalice. I think he needs to. He needs someone with a bit. Of, he needs a club with a bit of momentum as well. I don't think he's it. You can turn a ship around. And uh, he's he's in bronze outside the stadium, and I think just for now we'll leave him there because otherwise, yeah, yeah. you know, what? I don't know. We'll get something like Arsenal fan TV outside it, and then they'll start hauling yeah. down his his uh, yeah. his his statue when he loses three games on the trot. But yeah, um, you know, no disrespect to Arsenal fan TV, but I just you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, right, let's uh, let's leave it anyway. We've been talking for a long time, and Gus, thank you very much. And may I just no uh, commend you on your your spreadsheet one more time? <laughs> possibly the best thing I've seen all year, and he, that's the first time I really lost control during, during a podcast. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could make it happen. Yeah, it was very good, very very good indeed. Um, let's hope there's another win this week. And uh, who do we have in the Premier League next week? This week, mate. It's, it's Monday. You know, oh really. God, I keep, yeah. Is it, yeah. I keep thinking it's Sunday. Um, it's not. No, it's not. So, uh, Slavia Prague on, on Thursday, possibly the biggest Fulham. game of the season. Fulham. Next, okay. But, oh, no, that is. That's on. What? That is next week. That's on Friday. We don't have a game we, this weekend. Got, oh, that's amazing. Is that because it's the final? The League Cup final? Is it? Probably. Probably something like that. Okay. Well, let's call it a draw either way. You, you know, we'll leave yeah. it there. Um, crikey. Southampton are losing 3 0 to West Brom. God, West Brom stink of goals at the moment. Oh no, sorry, we do have a game. I'm for, this is really weirdly laid out on BBC. We've got a game this Sunday against Fulham at 1.30. Okay. And then right. and then then again on the Friday. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well we'll Okay. Okay, well let's let's hope it's all good there. And uh we'll see you next week. See ya.